Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Eddie Lauren. Eddie, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Eddie is a member of the Forbes Real Estate Council. He's the founder of Strategic Realty Holdings and the founder of Impact Housing REIT. I'm excited to have you on. Eddie, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, I'm, I live in Southern California. I'm, I'm middle-aged, <laughs> my 50s. I have a wife and two lovely daughters in college, and uh, I've been in the apartment business for about 30 years. We take blight and make light. We buy neglected properties and breathe new life into them and make them really nice and uh, what we call a value-add proposition, and we also develop apartments as well. Excellent. So what was the problem that you looked out and you, you, you identified that caused you to focus on what you're focusing on? Well, there's such a dearth, a shortage of housing that's affordable, giving people decency and respect. There's a lot of slumlords out there, and I just found it my mission to make money and do the right thing at the same time by taking blight and making light, so to speak, and taking these uh, neglected properties and like I said, breathing new life into them and creating wonderful places for people to live. And, you know, they tend to stay, pay, and refer their friends. So it's a real win-win. Got it. Okay. So there's a lack of affordable housing. Correct. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. And when you say take blight and make light, you're taking old properties that have gotten run down and not just bringing them up to livable but making them a little bit better that's right really creating a sense of community where there was you know oftentimes disconnected if you change someone's environment you can change their life and oh by the way you get real good value for giving them value and that's in the form of good rents got it no i appreciate that very much so and that that sounds good but i don't imagine it's easy to just wave a magic wand and all of a sudden you have a sense of community have you identified certain elements that that go into doing that well it's a lot easier when you have what we call garden style communities at least 100 unit plus there's always a clubhouse there's a pool a fitness center social areas that we can create usually they have nothing you know strappy old furniture and uh, dingy walls so what we go do is go in and we start with the sign we want someone to look at the sign and drive by and say i only wish i could afford to live there based on the sign and lo and behold they get inside and they can't afford to live there then they see a really nice painted two three tone color scheme and then they see a resort style pool and state-of-the-art fitness center a nice clubhouse and then social areas surrounding a dog park walking trails really a nice place for people to live and thrive. And then when you get inside the units, nicely appointed interior, certainly not over-improved because you still have to keep it of value. But we try to say we do what, you know, Suave does what theirs does for less than half the price. We do whatever an A property does, but we can usually get rents at half the price. So it's like a fake Gucci bag. <laughs> I think that that's, that's, that's probably a great way to look at it right there. Okay. 
So you figured out that, hey, we can still tackle this enormous problem of a lack of affordable housing in our country, but at the same time, create great communities by not, and, and, and at the same time, maintaining a profitable business for ourselves. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And how do you go about identifying the, the targets for your acquisitions? Well, I've got a network of brokers and managers across the country that I've been doing business. I've bought over 40,000 units in my day, either for myself or for others. So uh, I know a lot of people and they'll call me and say, hey, this is your deal. And that's how I really, when someone tells me that and I've known them for 20 years, it usually is correct. Got it. Okay. So 40,000 units, $3 billion, that is a, a wealth of experience. There's there's no question about that. Okay. Yeah, I feel it too. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Nice. All right. Well, I, I appreciate that very much. I, I spent a good amount of time talking about the value of community and how you increase that in and, and different ways. So just by making certain things available like fitness and health and wellness programs. I think that that's, that's, that's really an exciting thing. And your, your, your investors benefit from that. So how can people engage and, um, take advantage of that? You mean as far as working with us and investing with us? That's right. Yeah. Our, our, I'm at strategicrh.com. You can always reach out to me through there. You can see the projects we're doing. And, um, you know, there's a lot of new exciting opportunities as a result of the jobs act of 2017 and there's something called opportunity zones so they've created certain areas in the uh, in the census tracts across the country each governor decided which ones would be designated these zones and you can actually sell your Apple stock it's like a 1031 on steroids so what's really cool is you can sell your stock sell your business and invest in these areas as long as they're in these zones and we find that these are really an exciting opportunity to take $6 trillion off the sidelines of gains and put them to work in distressed communities. And what's more important than housing the working class and, and the poor in a decent way. So we're very excited at that new opportunity and we just got a new round of regulations from Treasury and we're about to kick off that. And we think that'll be a very important thing to watch and it will help really create incredible thriving opportunities and communities in some of these blighted areas. All right, so when you say there's a new round of regulations from Treasury, what, what specifically does that mean? Well, they passed the law and it wasn't clear enough, unfortunately. It was like ah. two fifth graders wrote it. <laughs> and so they had to verify that yes, you could invest in more than one property in one fund how do they? How you define investing? Um, how much income tests need to be done? There's, there's a lot to it. And can you refinance uh, in the middle? It's a ten-year hold, so it's, it's quite intricate. And you can find information at eig.org, if you're more interested in the opportunity zone legislation. But it really is a great, a great way for people to be able to invest in these communities. Got it. Okay. So they offered a little bit of guidance and cleared up some of the rules. And now you think it's going or it's going to be a big opportunity for people that are sitting on capital gains. They're not necessarily interested in, in, in paying those because you can 
you can roll the money that you had, we'll just use your example of Apple stock, into an opportunity zone? Yeah. And what's cool about it is you can defer those taxes till 2026. And oh, by the way, if you hold that new property for 10 years and let's say it doubles in value, there's absolutely no tax on that gain at the end of 10 years. So it's tremendous opportunity for wealth preservation and to both at the same time, like I said, create incredible communities. Okay. So I think that's a pretty powerful thing right there. So you're able to you're you're able to take some of your existing investments, essentially sell them without creating a taxable event and make the contribution into some kind of investment involved in a re, in, in an opportunity zone, defer any taxes that you would have paid until twenty twenty six and so long as you hold it for ten years, you don't yep. pay taxes? On the new game. You still have you just paid in 2026 on the previous gain, okay. but you also can get a step up in basis, so you get a 15% discount on your taxes. So you get a free loan from the government till 2026, and if you've held it for f- seven years, which means you have to close this year, uh, you get a 15% discount on those taxes on the what we'll call the down leg, or uh, if you hold it five years, it's a 10% discount on the down leg. Got it. All right. And I imagine that there's immense interest in this, especially now that those new regulations came out. Yep. Pretty exciting. And this is what your some of your strategies are obviously in, involved with Opportunity Zones or just some of them? Yeah. Yeah. That's some of them. You know, we're still buying existing product and deeming them affordable in what we call NOAA, naturally occurring affordable housing. But um, on the side of the ozones it must be new development which is good you know bring new jobs and new life into these areas can't hurt as long as we don't displace people which of course we wouldn't right no i appreciate that very much okay and so when you're up when you're investing in 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 an opportunity zone like we've just been discussing is it are are you required to be an in a accredited investor or what are the levels yeah, uh, it's got to be accredited um, in order to invest, at least with us. There's new Reg A plus opportunities, but to my knowledge, I don't know that there are that many ways for people to do that. And you've got to be really careful as a non-accredited investor in order to do this. So I, I'd wait on the sidelines unless you're accredited. Okay, fair enough. And so just to take a big step back, how did how, how did you get into real estate? Oh, my. Well... <laughs> I tried food and it wasn't that fun. Clothing, I tried to sell. I sold at Nordstrom. I sold clothes at a clothing store and that wasn't for me. And then when I graduated UCLA, I said, hmm, what's left? Shelter. (laughs) So I went into shelter and worked for a company and learned the business and worked for some very unique characters (laughs) over the years. And that's how you learn. And here I am 30 years later. 30 years later, putting together deals and opportunity zones, who would have thunk it? Probably you. I like it. So over that 30-year career, I imagine you've seen a lot of people become wildly successful at this and then probably maybe the same amount, if not more, fail at it. Can you pinpoint what really makes a successful real estate investor? Oh, God. Patience, persistence, tenacity, guts, grit it's not easy it really is hard 
It's a lot of competition and a lot of people who want to take advantage of you. And it's a brutal, brutal world. I can't say it any other way. Anybody says that is easy is full of you know what. Right. And you just happen to have all those characteristics. Well, it's not easy. (laughs) You know, it's sometimes you just get despondent and fearful and frustrated and angry and all those things. But you got to pull yourself back and say, in the big picture, am I doing good for people? And the answer is yes. And somehow in the end, it'll all work itself out. And it usually does, not without its heartache. But look, it's, it's not a straight line. Anybody, you know, it's like I took me 30 years to be an overnight success, right? <laughs> so the story goes. Got it. So what what popped into my head there is, and for lack of a better term, just knowing what your true north is and always heading in that direction. Is that is that a fair way to, 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 to say it? Sure. I never heard that, but that makes sense. So is it a conversation about the impact that you want to have? Is it, it's a matter of understanding what your values are and the way that you want to show up and the way that you want, the way that you want people to do business with you and and, and know that they can trust that you're going to do what you say. Is it all those things? Yes, yes, yes. And yes. And if nobody ever teaches you how to do that, did, did you figure it out on your own or did you have mentors? I, I had mentors. Unfortunately, I lost my father when I was 10 months old, and my mm. mom when I was 17. So mm. it was pretty dark college years for me and finding myself and searching. And you get your teeth kicked in, they're bloody. Uh, and then eventually you learn your lessons and you just keep going. And I think the only people, you know, you learn a lot from, but there, there, there's art and science, right? You can learn the science from people, but you can't really learn the art. The art comes from the, your gut and your heart and your mind. And it's so individual that you can't, I don't think you can learn that part of it. It's really experienced. That's why most people don't really become successful till they're in their 40s and 50s because it takes that long to make those mistakes. I mean, unless you're given a silver spoon and mm-hmm. don't blow it. You know, it's, it's what it is. So your advice to, uh, to, to people thinking about maybe it sounds like, it sounds to me that you have an excellent opportunity for those who are interested in investing for, for those who are interested in actually getting into the business and making a career out of it. What would your advice be? Start at the bottom and what's the bottom. Most people turn their nose at property management. I did it when I was in my twenties. You need to understand what it's like to turn a unit, to collect the rent, to deal with uh, the problems of fires when they do happen, because they happen, middle of the night getting called, um, roof leaks, all the kind of things that you know most people in Wall Street never experience because they haven't been on the street. I think that's the most important place because then when, you, when you've been there, you can talk to your own property managers and you can talk to uh, pretty much anybody a lot up and down the capital stack including lenders and they're not going to screw with you because you've been there they haven't that's an edge and most people are just don't want to do it because it's not sexy it's not glamorous it's not fun I mean it can be fun if you love people but it's a tough business the property management game but you have to understand it because that's where the revenue comes from. And very few people truly understand 
who's paying the bills, and that's the tenant. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. You got to get your hands dirty and uh, just really understand it. So I appreciate that very much. And how 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 have you seen technology change the industry, and do you see it continuing to change more? Yes, I, I don't like it because it's making it very difficult for old guys like me to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's all good. I'm kidding. Um, it is what it is. You know, technology in terms of, of leasing online. I mean, some of these lead tenants will sign up and sign a lease and until they move in, you don't even know who they are. That's just not, hmm. that's not the business I grew up in, but it's the way it's going. And, um, you know, buying equipment online, you know, appliances, all the stuff that we deal with, it's becoming automated. It's, uh, rent analysis, but you know, we're not leaving our desks enough. And I I tell my guys, get out, go, it's called real estate. (laughs) And so few people get out of their office and behind their computer. And I think that's what also separates them men from the boys, so to speak. Get out and touch and feel and understand and have the vision. Talk to the tenants, see what they need. What Are they happy? Are they sad? What's the problem? Look at the neighborhood. Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? All those things happen, and you can't just Google Drive it. you got to feel it. You know, you can get on that little yellow man, you know, on Google Earth. <laughs> sure. And I do it all the time in the beginning, but ultimately, before you make an investment, you got to go out there and sit there and take it all in and feel the vibe. And I don't know, it's just, it's art and science. It's plenty of science in this technology world, but there's no art to it because it's only, it's still a people business and it's real estate. Well, I appreciate that very much. I, I, I've always worked to, uh, to have good solid understanding of both the art and the science whenever I'm getting involved with something. And I think that makes a lot of sense. So excellent. Well, Eddie Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Never give up, just like Winston Churchill. It's really, it's a hard business. It's gut-wrenching. It's not for the faint of heart. But if you just hang in there and never, 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 never give up, you will be sure to prevail because most people do give up. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on. Come on. Eddie, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Uh, At strategicrh.com. S-T-R-A-T-E-G-I-C-R-H for realtyholdings.com. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Eddie your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to strategicrh.com. Check out all the good things that he has going on. Thank you again, Eddie. Pleasure. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!